Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago, and I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. We're here to talk about guilt versus conviction. Do me a favor, put the number one in the chat. If you have ever felt guilty for something you have done or maybe something you didn't do in your relationship, or maybe you feel guilty because you feel like you're tearing your family apart. I hear that one a lot. If you have ever felt any level of guilt or shame, put the number one in the chat. Guys, we've all been there. What's up, Martin? Thanks for joining us. Let me like Keith in. Guys, guilt. Guilt is one of the most powerful emotions that usually comes up. <clears throat> excuse me. When we believe we've done something wrong or have fallen short of our own expectations. Guilt is an emotion that usually arises when we have done something wrong or have fallen short from our own expectations. Now, usually in my experience, when men find themselves in a state of guilt, it serves as a signal that something is wrong. And that's putting it simply. It serves that something is wrong. Either you've done something, maybe you didn't do something and you're allowing yourself to be manipulated, but it indicates this misalignment with their current actions and behaviors and the standards or values that they hold dear. Guys, at the end of the day, it comes back to your values. It comes back to your values. Now, ideally, guilt alone is not enough for most men to begin transformation. Guilt isn't enough. There has to be some level of pain that you are experiencing. And that's probably why you're all here. There's probably, actually, let's make this real. Put the number two in the chat if you're experiencing some level of pain right now. Put the number two in the chat, just so I can see collectively my guys that are here. Yeah, yeah. Each person is experiencing some level of pain that is on here. What's up, Mark? So, But guys, it's through the emergence of conviction that men can truly begin to redefine their path and initiate meaningful change. Guys, when you're feeling stuck in that dogma of guilt and shame, you know what happens at the end of that? Blame. We blame everyone else for the shit show that we have found ourselves in. We blame everyone else. We blame her. I had a guy come in, Mark remembers this. I had a guy come in, he blamed CrossFit. He was like, CrossFit's the reason. If CrossFit was never created, my marriage wouldn't be in shambles. I was like, motherfucker, maybe you should go to CrossFit. It's a great mental game. But guys, when you feel a level of shame, the guilt, that underlying feeling, 
you just start to blame everything else. You blame your fucking job. And man, it's, it's frustrating when guys blame this. Their kids. Guys, you can't sit there and blame your kids for being the reason that you don't have enough time, you don't have enough resources, et cetera, et cetera. You can't blame your kids. This is when it comes time to lean into conviction and lean into your beliefs. Now, put the number three in the chat. If you believe that you're worthy in investing in, put the number three in the chat. Got two guys, Rich Hills, Neil, Chris. Yeah. Have we defined yet the difference with guilt and conviction? No, we haven't. It's kind of still clarifying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But feel free to pop in because this was kind of compounded uh, based off the conversation that we were having with guilt and conviction. Yeah. This is a huge one that the team and I are constantly talking about because a lot of guys will come to us feeling guilty. And if you're going through the stuff you guys are going through, separation, divorce, primarily all of you, you will come with a sense of guilt, man, man, I feel guilty. I fucked up. I messed up. You know, I wasn't the best husband. I was this, I was that, I was this, I was that. And the, what's, what's easy to happen is you, you'll find yourself in a, in a mode of what I call pontification. Mm-hmm. You know, men just need to be better. You know, men just have to do this and, you know, guys need to stop doing that. And, and it's always about other people. And it's always about these things because there's a massive amount of guilt and guilt will drive you to do things. Guilt will try to make you feel say, say sorry. Guilt will make you buy flowers. Guilt will try to get you to do all kinds of stuff to make it better. But when you, when you have, when you have guilt, it's like I've done something wrong and I need to pay my penance. Mm -hmm. And so if I pay my penance, then everything will be fine again. Or there is no penance and I fall into shame. Mm -hmm. And the cycle of shame is just, just disparaging. It just consistently is like a loop. You just stay in it the cycle of shame. And a lot of you are in cycles of shame right now. And you don't even know because you feel guilty. And what happens is that guilt turns into who you are. So guilt becomes shame. So I am guilty of doing this thing. I must be this. And when you say I must be this, I must be a bad man. I must be a bad husband. I must suck at this. I must suck at that. That's the, that's the shame cycle. Well, I can't ever seem to get this thing right. And now I'm just going to always be like this. I'll never be able to fix my marriage. I'll never be able to do this. I'll never be able to do that because we stay stuck in the guilt. So guilt leads to shame and shame leads to blame. So this is what Joey was talking about is like, we blame other people. We blame other situations. We blame other things. We blame the circumstances. We never look at ourselves. So when we look at ourselves, we go like this. It goes guilt, shame, blame, guilt, shame, blame. It's literally a triangle that you're doing with yourself and you stay in the cycle of shame because of it. I feel guilty, which leads me to shame, which leads me to blame myself. Well, I'm here because I fucked up. Tell me more, John. Well, my wife said that she doesn't love me anymore. She found another man. And I know I, I know I fucked up. So maybe, maybe if I just start being nice to her, that she'll leave the other dude and she'll come back to me. What the fuck? Who put that in your mailbox? Because that's not reality. 
like, especially once an affair is involved, especially once those things are going on, because that that's the assumption that, oh, if I just, if I'm just good to her again, then she'll just come back. I use that tactic, gentlemen. I'm telling you, the manipulation is, is not a fun one. I use sex as a way to get my wife back. And it's not, I'm not going to go into the detail, but it's not a fun one. And what it does to your heart and your soul is just damaging. But regardless, if you're using manipulation, that's what happens. So that's guilt, that's shame, that's blame. And should we harp on that some more or should we go right into what conviction is? Let's shift into conviction. I think a lot of guys here are kind of recognizing like this. It's like a a reiterated version of a drama triangle. We're either feeling guilty or we're feeling shameful or we're just blaming literally everything. We're blaming the fact that the light took too long to turn green. We're blaming the fact that the food's cold, the the water's too hot, like all of these things. So let's kind of shift to conviction and tell them a little bit about that. I have to set it up this way, though, is that the only way you can shift from guilt to conviction is by you deciding, making decision to no longer be a victim. Because, mm-hmm. like, th- this is something I've, I'm noticing on a lot of the calls that the team's been doing and, and listening into what, what guys are talking about. And it's like, man, you feel guilty. And therefore, it keeps you in being a victim. And as a victim, you have no control. If you've been victimized, you have no control. You don't control your surroundings. You don't control your circumstance. You don't control your situation. So, as a victim, you can never shift into a place of conviction because conviction says, I am in charge of me. So when we, when we get guys on the phone, we'll hear two different types of conversations. One is I messed up or I did some wrong things. My wife, blah, blah, blah. They'll blame the she button. They'll play that whole game. Or two, they'll come in with absolute conviction. I must change. I need to be a better man. I have to be a better man. I have to be a better husband. I have to be this. And there's a conviction for transformation. If you were to be empowered, if you were to shift from disempowerment to empowerment, there must be conviction around the idea of transformation. If you were in a courtroom and someone was to say guilty, not guilty, right? There's the verdict, right? It's like they're either guilty or not guilty. But how we get there is through conviction. They've been convicted of a crime. In this case, I'm not asking to be convicted of a crime. I'm asking to be convicted of who you want to become. Like, would a prosecutor convict you of, be- of, of saying, yes, this man is guilty of becoming who he wants to become? Or are you just guilty of being a stagnant asshole who refuses to change? But he feels guilty about that. He feels bad about it. He has bad feelings towards himself. Because all that does is feed the ego anyways. Am I over their heads or, or is this, is this making sense? I believe it's making sense. We're getting some head nods on here. Can't really tell. Yeah. There's not that Everyone many looks guys like with cameras on. <laughs> Everyone yeah, looks like I'm beating the shit joined, out of them right now. <laughs> for the guys that joined a little bit later, um, let's turn those cameras on. I know, uh, I believe Jay Dillard already said he's inside his cubicle and he's not able to, um, but let's get some cameras on. I'm curious, guys, put in the chat, you know, what's coming up for you right now as we're talking about this guilt versus conviction, what's going through your mind? Like, what type of thoughts or ideas are coming up for you right now? I'm curious because I'm getting some head nods. 
Like, what are you agreeing with? What's sticking out to you? Give me some, give me something. And I see the, the questions at the top. We'll get to those at the end. We'll leave enough time for Q&A because Mark and I do have a meeting at the top of the hour. I realize that I've always put myself last. Man, if I had a fucking dollar every time I've had a man say that, I'd have some money. I'd take us all out to dinner. I lost Mark. He'll be back. Yeah, I realized I've always put myself last. Yeah, shifting my thoughts to what I'm going to do differently for me. Yeah, absolutely. Guilt comes up when I feel I didn't do enough to stay in the home for my daughter. Mm. Man. The, the important thing is that's acknowledgement. Yeah. Like an acknowledgement is, is the root in everything, right? Whether you're in any type of 12 step program or, or anything, right? It's just acknowledging I fucked up. So I'm okay with you feeling guilty. Like, I want to be clear on this. Like, there's nothing wrong with the feeling of guilt. Like you feel bad. You fucked up. You messed, you did something wrong. There's nothing wrong with the feeling of guilt. It's what you do with the guilt that either empowers you or disempowers you. Because you can choose to live in that guilt and, and walk around like with your hung, head hung low. I'm so sorry, wife. I messed up. I, I've been a bad husband. I've been a bad little boy. Please take me back, mommy. Please take me back. And that's just the guilt talking. It's not, it, there's nothing transformative. And that's why guys are like, yeah, I messed up. I'm going to change my wife. She's going to see all the changes and all this stuff. And it's like, dude, are, you're doing it from the wrong place. Because change should never come from a place of guilt. It should come from a place of conviction. Yeah. True transformational desire is where you are convicted that it is time for me to become a different man, for me to become an empowered man. And it's a huge concept. And it almost can sound confusing. That's why I'm like, I want to make sure that we're clear on this because it's easy for guys to think that they are convicted. Like, oh, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. But it's like, they just are, they're just guilty. And we see this all the time. And it's the saddest thing because they think they've done right by just acknowledging their guilt. Acknowledging your guilt is just the first step. It's like, now I have to own it, right? And this is the level of ownership stuff that we talk about. Ownership is about acknowledging and setting a new standard. So you feel guilty. That's part A of, of ownership. Part B, setting a new standard is the conviction to become an empowered man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry, I'm just responding to some stuff in the chat. Oh, Should we have someone this. come on? Let's just have someone yeah. come on. Yeah. Who wants let's, to chat? Uh, let's have Neil. Neil or, yeah, Neil, if you're available, man, I'd love to have you pop in. No, it's time for oh, you. What I'm reading is it's time for me to forgive myself and take care of me. Tell me more about that, man. Uh, I was actually uh, in the program before, the 30-day program years back. It was amazing. Best investment I had done, period. Uh, and I, just like anybody else, uh, yeah, it's very true what Mark said. Uh, you go go back to the old habits and you want to do it for them or you want to do your best for them, but sometimes it's not enough and you got walked all over again. And then here I am picking up the pieces and finding my way back to this program as much as I can to just be a better me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let me challenge you on something, man. <clears throat> well, first of all, you feel guilty. It's a good, that's a good step. 
So the uh-huh. second part of that, right, is is the conviction. Uh-huh. Um, it was something interesting you said, and this is something I, I hit on all the time. The word better. I'm going to challenge you on this. Hear it. Don't don't respond. Just want you to take it in. The word better is bullshit. And here's why I say that is because better is incremental. It's it's small and it's easy to go back. It's it's something you like change a thing and then you change it back. You you do this and you, like I just want to get a little bit better. I just want a little push. I just want a little like you can do that, but then you easily go back versus a complete 180 degree change of who you were to where you become a complete empowered man. It takes it takes a lot to do that. Meaning like you don't just wake up one day and go, oh, I'm empowered now. I'm good. I'm good. Right. Like there's there's a transformative process that has to happen. There's an environmental change. Number one, you started to experiencing that in the 30 day challenge. But like you said, you admitted too, you were doing it for the wrong reasons. That's the guilt. You felt guilty. So you tried to make some changes and you did. You got better. You got better. But what happened? You went back. Prove my point perfectly. This is what happens, guys. We'll, we'll come on here. We'll listen to the podcast. We'll, we'll take the five-day challenge, whatever. We'll, we'll do some things because we feel guilty and we're motivated by guilt, not motivated by conviction. And so that guilt makes us better. I hear this all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm better now. I did this thing. I, this guy just messaged me this morning and said he's been listening to my podcast for like two weeks. Now he's completely healed and over his divorce and all that. And I'm like, bro, what? You're still in the midst of it. Like, what do you mean you're healed of it? And like, you have no more problems. Like, what? <laughs> That's it's insane. This is years process for most people. But anyways, maybe he's special. I don't know. But the fact is, is you, you, you felt guilty. You made an action. You got better. But better didn't equal transformation. Better equal just a little bit better for that time, for that season. Hey, I, I did a little bit better. How many of you, I eat a little bit better right now. I'm exercising a little bit more right now. I'm doing those things. And there's nothing wrong with those things inherently right? Being better is not bad, but better is bullshit when it comes to transformation, because if it's not backed by something, if there's no infrastructure for it, there is no growth. That's that there's no sustainability to it. So it's like, I incrementally got better, but it's hard to maintain that versus a whole new look, a whole new outlook of life to where it's like, you've become this person. I always like to use the example of president, right? Before you become the president of the United States of America, you have to mentally become the president of the United States of America. Barack Obama, uh, uh, Bush, it doesn't matter who the heck the guy was, before he became president, he had to become president in here, right, inside. And it, it wasn't just like, uh, I just decided to get better and go from Senate to president, or or maybe I'll go from business owner, like Trump's case, to, to president. There had to be a radical shift of his mindset of who he was to take on to become the free leader of the world. And now that he's become that, Trump, Biden, Bush, Obama, whatever your politics are, I don't give a fuck. Now that that person has become that, they are president for the rest of their lives. They're literally res- like, like they're, they're spoken to as President Trump or President Biden or President Bush because that's who they are. They are presidential. They have a whole new identity. And some of you are like, I just want to be a little bit better. I don't want to become president. That's fine. We're not for you then. Because we help men become completely new versions of themselves. Because why? It's easier to become that than it is to become a little bit better. There's a great book by Ben Hardy called 10X is Easier Than 2X. And he, expl- he explains this concept perfectly to a T. I, never th- I was like, wow, that totally makes sense. 
Grant Cardone's a speaker, whatever, real estate. He talks about the idea of 10X. But it's the idea that, that incremental betterment is good for a season and it helps. It feels better. It feels good in the moment. But the real transformation happens when you decide a total radical identity shift comes from. And that is the 10X part of you. And so if you're like, I'm just here, I'm just trying to get a little bit better. You, you'll get a little bit better. Like Neil just said it perfectly. I got a little bit better, but then what? You go back. You go back because you didn't become that next, that new person. Anybody, if you ever met a drug addict who was a drug addict and now is completely sober, completing 20, 20 years, 25 years, what's the difference? That guy didn't just get incrementally better. He made a whole cold heart stop of like, I'm not going to just like do drugs less. I'm not going to just drink less. He's like, no, fuck it. It's done. I'm done. I'm not going to do that anymore. That's not who I am. He chose a whole new identity that shifted his whole life. I know a guy that was, uh, he was a he was a former cop and he got busted with uh, narcotics. He was actually an undercover narcotics agent and got stuck in that whole world. And he started consuming the drugs and getting the cocaine, all that stuff. He ended up going to jail for it himself and decided that was it. I'm done. I'm in enough pain. I'm never going to live like this again. Got sober, been sober for 35 years or something. And he helps other men get sober from from drugs and all that stuff. What happened? He said, I had to make a radical shift in my identity and the way I saw myself and the way I see the world. That doesn't happen by just incrementally getting better. But here's, here's, here's what happened. Here's the rub. Most men don't want to become empowered. Most men just want to be better. Most men don't, they, they don't, they don't think their shit really stinks. And so they're like, well, I'll just get better in this area. I'll just get better in that area. Instead of actually looking at ourselves and being fucking gut honest, there is shit about me that is not acceptable. I'm saying that about me. Like I have to constantly look at myself and go, where am I not getting 10X? Where am I not doing that? And how, who can I find to be a part of in my life so that I'm leveled up and, and being around other people that, that can show me that there is, there is better and that there is a way to do this that is, that is 10x to where I am now. That's the difference, man. Is you can't, you, like you said, Neil, like you were in that 30-day group and like you felt like, man, this is awesome. This is great. And you, you made those changes and then, you, and then you stopped and you went away and then the changes went away versus becoming a completely different man where you never look back. That would have been way more powerful for you. And again, regardless of whether or not you saved your marriage, you would have been a completely different place. Now you're like, you feel like you're kind of like in the ground starting again. Yeah, totally. That it's, I'm even in a worse situation now, but you know, yeah. yeah. I, I feel you, man. I, I, wish to, I wish we could have done it differently back then, but here we are now, right? And now you're faced with, where do I go? What do I do? Right. What actions am I going to do that are going to line up with the conviction that I supposedly have? So what is it? What, what, what is what is the action you're going to take? You're muted. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I, 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 I know the next steps already. I, I'm just going to I'll have to prepare for it because this is the only way I'm going to get out of this. Right. I already like moved out and all those things and i thought moving out was the end of it no it's it's not yeah. it, it, it chases you like a ghost but it's a monster this time like no i gotta take care of me and you know shield me from those things that are like catching yeah. me from behind all right here i'm gonna give you uh where are you at i'm gonna chat with you i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give you something here real quick 
That's my personal calendar. Book a call with me. Don't share that with other people. Let's 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 just get you on a call. Let's just figure out what you got to do. Give you a game plan. Move forward. Regardless, either way, I'm going to give you some more trainings and stuff. Get you back in the groove. Book something with me this week. Joey, what else you got? Just looking at the chat over here. I'd love to bring on Aaron. Love to hear a little bit more. It's time to give myself, or I'm sorry, that was Neil. Own the fact that I'm not perfect, but I'm committed to get better. You're in the process. Love to hear more about this. You know, I believe you're in the middle of work. And right now. Oh, that's right. What about, uh, we got Randy's comment here. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, let's get says, Randy. Uh, Probably felt more of a failure than guilt when I was in that stage. So yeah. trying to find my comfort in solo. Let's yeah. hear more about that. Let's hear from Randy. What's up, man? Not much. Um, so my wife ended up having an affair when I was, you know, wasn't so much I felt the guilt. It was my uh, brother had some legal stuff going on, some unfound allegations, went to prison, briefly got out. Our parents were having health issues and and I was focused on to help everyone. Again, kind of making myself last, but kind of take my marriage for granted a little bit and thought that I had her support and trying to do everything. So she's had an affair. I worked on, you know, two X, three Xing myself, made a lot of growth and improvement over these past two years. Um, so I don't, you know, but I guess with that, I still, you know, I don't feel guilty. You know, I certainly made a mistake and I'm human and make mistakes. And I feel a little bit of a failure still that I haven't been able to finish rebuilding the marriage and she's moved out for a second time. I so I think that's just... the, the semantics of it, I think, are right there. When you said you feel like a failure that you weren't able to rebuild it, right? That's Those are the words you said. So I think semantically, mm -hmm. we're kind of saying the same thing. That's That's more the guilt piece for you. It's like you feel guilty that you weren't able to save it. In your eyes, you're looking at that as a failure because you view yeah. everything through that lens. I either succeeded or I failed. I succeeded or I failed. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, probably my sports background, but feel yeah. less you know, guilty for what I did to cause. And I took ownership of all of that shit and cleaned it up. Um, but, you know, it's still in some regards, I think maybe you did a little bit too much in excess. And she still had trouble letting go. So we're still having issues. She moved out for a second time now, still focusing on her affair partner that she couldn't let go of. So I'm trying so let me to ask you this. What does yeah. 10X look like for you? Um, you know, that's what I'm trying to to figure out now and how to get there and, and where that is. So that's where I'm kind of struggling is I'm, you know, got a house addition going on that she left us in the middle of. I wanna, you know, focus on my career a little more. I think I'm doing a pretty knockout job as a father. Um, but just trying to find a little more balance in my time and energy to, you know, get to that 10X with wherever I want that to be. So all of that sounds like 2X to me. As I was saying, I think I'm in the 2, 3X yeah. and I'm going to go to yeah. 10X. Yeah. And and I get it too, because sometimes, especially if you're a practitioner, which I can tell you are, meaning like you're very executed oriented, execution oriented. Uh, if you're more of an integrator in the business world, then sometimes it's harder to be visionary like that or dream that big because it's like, it feels almost like too far out there. It's like, I just show up, I do my thing day to day, you get better incrementally. Is that kind of true? Mm, a little bit. I think more right now it's trying to find 
determine that vision and you know how to how to balance the time to work it there because you know i've got like 70 75 percent of the kids three of them are under eight so trying to focus on them during this transition again and you know still my job and i got house edition going on and you know my mother my father passed in december my mother's still got some health stuff so i got a lot of competing priorities so i'm trying to get this plan together and figure out how i can free up more time to to focus on it yeah because I mean, I think ultimately, Randy, the, the biggest thing you have to answer is when are you going to become valuable? Because mm-hmm. right now, everyone else is the priority, not you. A little bit. Yep. That's kind of my nature, kind of helper personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Broad show. So that's yeah. where I, you know, I even like, you know, trying to finish this house edition. It's really my decision is what I want to do with it because she's not here. But like still in my mind, I'm like, you know, you know, should I bounce the thought off or when I'm not sure exactly what I want or how I want it? And I'm trying to figure it out. Um, you know, trying, still trying to get comfortable in that mode and decide are you used whether to everyone else are used to everyone else telling you what, what they want. Um, a little bit, I'd say it's more, you know, I'm more used to soliciting what everyone wants and trying to find and find the optimal then, so, you know, the best solution that I can for, for that to kind of, Make myself, but also everyone else a little bit happy, you know, rather than just solely for myself. But that's, that's not really working here, is it? No. Because ultimately you're not happy. Well, not right now anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So I think you got to start there, right? Is, is if I could give you an exercise, it'd be like, what makes me come alive as a man? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's a little more, getting a little more comfortable, just kind of leading and making the decision and letting people voice their own opinions if they disagree rather than soliciting first. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think you should start with that is what makes me come alive and like, like really spend time thinking on that. Cause again, I, I see you're a very cerebral thinker and it's mm-hmm. like, you just kind of go, 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 go. You don't really pause to let things sink in. Mm-hmm. And it's usually with guys like that, it's just, you found that your, that's your way of protecting yourself against trauma and against dealing with the shit inside. I've been a high performer a long time. I fucking know this world like nobody. And mm-hmm. when I I've worked with a lot of celebrities, athletes, I've worked with all kinds of people and as consistent across the board, when you're in that mode, it's easier to not deal with your shit than it is to sit down and sit and think in it. Cause then we start to feel the shame. We start to feel the pain. We start to feel things. So that question, what makes me come alive, could be a turning point for you personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, certainly my kids, certainly sports. That's one thing that I feel like I've taken a step out there is playing baseball again. You know, it was an issue with, you know, again, time commitment to her. She, I think, was a little jealous of me taking time on the weekends to play baseball. I kind of gave it up when her affair started and said, okay, you know, I'm done. I'm focusing on family time, which I must say in the week, summer, enjoyed the weekends with family time and stuff. But now that she's gone, I'm like, well, got more time myself. So I'm, I've gone back to playing baseball, which was interesting because I finger last week and she had to make a comment of, oh, I think maybe that's a sign you shouldn't be playing anymore. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm going to, um, I'm going to drop my email for you. I just want you to write that out. Just spend a few minutes writing it out. Um, Randy, right? Yeah, okay. Um, write out like a bullet list of like all those things. Just email it to me. And let's just go, let's just have some dialogue around it. See if there's there's more there. Because basically what I want you to do is just take, give yourself 20 minutes if you can and just and just spend time there. 
um, use whatever you got to do to focus. Like for me, I do like music or things like that. And just allow mm-hmm. yourself to go there and go, what just, just boom. What are the things that make me come alive? Could be your kids, could be whatever. Just start with that and then challenge yourself to go deeper. Why does that thing make me come alive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting with a lot of this personal growth. Like that is something that makes me come a little bit alive, kind of bettering myself and improving myself and growing. I'm kind of really enjoying that. So yeah. I dropped the questionnaire again. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Joe, you got anything else? That's going to be it. Awesome, guys. Appreciate all of you being here and really sharing your takeaways and what was coming up for you guys when it comes to guilt and conviction. Yeah. For those guys that Mark shared to connect with, um, reach out. Um, Rich, shoot me a message. And any other guys that are really trying to find a way out of where they're at. If where you're at right now is not where you want to be, that is a firm indicator that it is time to do something different because everything you've done up until now hasn't worked because you're here. So with that being said, guys, if you do not have a grid for working through what you were working through, hop on a call with one of our advisors. Truthfully, they'll give you a game plan to at least get out of the shit that you are stuck in and start moving the needle closer to where you need to be for your kids and for you. Let's drop that link in the chat. Uh, there we go. All right, gentlemen. Gerald, let's get you on. Live. Yeah. This is a- yeah. Gerald- let's drop it for the guys that are on Facebook also. Yeah. I'll pop in there. Awesome, gentlemen. Appreciate you all being here. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.